We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome, welcome back to Paranormal the New Normal. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always, and it's a pleasure to be back once again. You guys know how much I love doing this. And as always, I'm here to try to bring a little normalcy to this world. Does it ever happen? Lord, no. And it's not going to happen tonight. So keep looking at that's what you're looking for. But to join me on this epic quest, as always, is a guest. The guest tonight is one I've been looking forward to for the last week or two since we booked this. Actually, one of the first new guests I've had since I came back. So, I am joined tonight by Raven Willow, psychic empath, and so much more. But we're gonna get into all that, so I'm yeah. not gonna start. Na- I'm not gonna start naming all her abilities right now. But how are you doing tonight, Raven? I am doing good. Hello, everybody. You are probably gonna get, you know, an education and be. Some of you will probably be like, "What the crap is that bitch saying? What?" And that's okay. I'm cool either way. Yeah. Well, they're used to me seeing some whacked up conspiracy ideas, so <laughs> it's not going to be as outside the norm. But uh, well, the first question I ask every guest on this show is, "What got you into the paranormal, spiritual, supernatural? Pick your word." But well, I was born with it. So if when you have kids, I, I don't have kids, but if you have kids and you have kids telling you there's a monster in the closet, there's a monster in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And then the first, uh, like, real realization of it was, like, seven or eight. My great-grandmother died, and she was by my bed every night in, like, this cardboard box but her gray hairs were sticking up and I was like terrified because I was a little girl, you know, so I'm like this. And and it was like, but now looking back on it now, she was confused. She didn't know she was dead. She was like, why am I in a box? And I'm a medium, but I was a kid. So I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know, 
So <laughs> it's always been there. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it's a, so how did it develop? Because I always like hearing the stories of how it develops when people have it from the day they're born, because everybody's different, like everybody develops it at different ages and different levels. Yeah, so it like it depends on what you go through in life too how you progress. So if if you're with the wrong people and you're not free to be yourself, it's gonna take you a lot longer to get there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're impeding you. Like if you're with a narcissist or something like that, they're you're not gonna get there because you're stuck. So you got to get in the right headspace and then you start to go really quick, but you always know it's there and you can never get rid of it. And people that try to get rid of it end up having like anxiety and all kinds of craziness because once you're, once the dead know you can see them and hear them, they're like pounding at your door all the time. <laughs> so Yeah. And when you don't have like parents that understand that you're kind of on your own. <laughs> yeah. 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 Usually from what I've heard and what I, what I, yeah, what I, from what I heard mainly, it falls into two different categories. It's either your parents nurture it because they had the same gift and they realized that no one helped them when they were a child or they're religious or something along those lines. And they just tell you hush about it because they don't want everybody else to think their kids cuckoo. Yeah. So that's usually the one, the two roads it goes down. Um, and the thing is, though, psychic abilities run in families. So, like, my mom is very psychic gifted, but she chose to go down the religion road. So she blocked herself. So, like, I have a long line of, like, in this lifetime of, like, people who are spiritualists in my family, like, the yeah. whole, like, doing seances and that whole thing in the Victorian area. Yeah. Like it, it runs in families if you have the abilities. Yes. Which it never ran in my family. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. So unfortunately I, Oh, I mean, I don't know. I've been told to have some ability to sense things, but I am in the midst of a spiritual awakening as was from what my Reiki master tells me. So it's, they say a lot. They say when you go through the awakening, it's like your life goes in chaos mode, and that's pretty accurate lately. So, I maybe, maybe. Sure, you sure your house isn't haunted? Uh, it is. <laughs> I can see stuff moving behind you. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how you're quite comfortable sitting in there, but okay. This is where this is my podcast studio slash garage. I'm always sitting here. <laughs> like it's it's just uh, you, you, need look, to, you need to cleanse that sucker. <laughs> uh, I actually just sage and seared it the other day, but so yeah, I think right I think yeah. right now they're they're all just like walking around like ghost stoned. Pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it is it is what it is. It's, it's from what from what I've been told, it's the previous uh owner who put the house. So no, no, I see multiple people. Well, I mean, I, I was told it was him and his wife by paranormal investigators, but I've also been told by other mediums and psychics on the show that there are other spirits that come and say hi to me here and there and relatives and whatnot. Yeah, you Which, have a herd, a herd of people around you right now. Well, I can, I'm, I'm down with that. So what's going you, on? You what's going psychic. on, Casey? I, I wouldn't say I'm psychic. I wouldn't want to insult the psychics I know by saying that, but I 
maybe have a little bit of a sense and it's starting to since I started doing this podcast, actually, it kind of like has been awakening slowly by slowly. And like mm-hmm. right now I could right now I got the feeling right here where I could tell they're in presence. Yeah. But it but it's just one of those like things where it's yeah, they're here and I'm they're not bothering me, so I'm not gonna bother them. So if you can sense them, you're at least an empath. Well, I mean, possibly, because when we when uh my life coach slash Reiki master Jazzy does um, meditation stuff with me. Like I don't see light or anything, but I get like feelings. So like throughout yeah. my body. So it's just one of those things where she said like, you're not going to be able to see things probably ever. You're just, you can feel things around you. You can sense them, yeah. which makes sense. Cause when we were, ha- when I was house shopping, I definitely uh, walked in some houses and I was like, Nope. That's an empath. Yep. Yeah, and Welcome to the of, club. <laughs> thank you. And speaking of haunted houses, uh, looks like evening eating at the movies is gonna be doing The Shining next week. Oof, that's gonna be a good episode. Crappy movie, good book, great book, amazing book. But yeah, amazing movie book. doesn't movie doesn't hold up. But no. But I want to watch. I gotta watch one from the nineties still. I want to see if it's even worse. I, I imagine it's gonna be worse, but I can't. I can't do now. that one. The Stanley Kubrick already disastered that one. So, <laughs> yeah. I respect. I respect his wife's cigarette ash. I respect that. Everything else about the movie, I don't respect. They <laughs> 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 they took out the best freaking seat. They kill off the freaking character who saves the day in the books. Like, come on, come on. Spoilers, I know, but it's been like 30, 40 years. Get over it. I know Stephen King. Come on. <laughs> He's wrote like a hundred more novels since then. Yeah. Uh, I would gather 500 probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I, the dome I, that was like this big, yeah. Yeah, well, they had to turn into a TV series, so of course. But, and the, the second question I ask everybody in the show always is, what experiences have you had? And yes, you're, you're a psychic and bath, so there's going to be a lot of experiences, but what would, say, what would you say was your most, when someone who has experiences, I usually phrase it this way part a is what was your most like horrifying experience you've had that actually like had you a little bit shook well that one involves an alien so i like where this is going go there okay i'd be i wouldn't be a host of this podcast if i said no to that (laughs) okay so i mean i've seen like what people call demons and whatever you want to call them and that stuff and had to deal with that stuff every psychic does it's just there um but i won't go into the personal journey of why it had to happen for me it's like another episode for another time but um i know all of my alien lineages and there's a lot and I know what I am in all of my lives. So to put it this way, I ripped a, a hole in space and time to be here purposely right now. And there's something that I have to do. So I have, and I also, because of life and whatever I have I don't run from anything. I will literally like focus on it first and like, what, what am I looking at? And, you know, try to figure it out first. 
and deal with the crisis and then freak out after. <laughs> but so what happens is I'm Lyra Vega. And so you can look that up, your people. That's the ones with the, they look like lions, but they have human-like bodies. They're depicted in Egypt, the Sphinx, that you know, can't, I can go on and on with history. I'm a nerd history. Um, but there's specific health problems that you get based on your alien lineages. I and one of, that, yeah. Yeah. And one of mine is kidney problems. And so my kidneys hurt a lot. And so I'm constantly, they remind me to drink Gatorade and it's the, the mantis people that, that do it for me. And when they touch you, it feels very pokey, um, kind of like, you know, you're getting a shot, um, but they are the healers and they're the ones that are like reminding me to, you know, do this, but it's always in, like, you feel like the love vibe of it, right? Well, I was being told this, but all of a sudden I felt mocked and nothing makes me madder than somebody like insulting my intelligence or mocking me. And, but completely out of character, I literally went from like just sitting there drinking my Gatorade to like full on like rage. And I'm like, Cause I'm very trained to like process. Is this my emotion? Is this somebody else's emotion? What, you know, what is going on here? And then I like in my mind, it clicked. I'm being mocked. And then I focused in on the energy and I was like, you're not what you say. And as I focused more and more, I actually realized this thing was actually like, in my dimension we're in the third this came from the ninth was in my space so when i was seeing it i was seeing and then i could feel it and then i had to deal with it so it was trying to mask itself as something else um but because of who i am and then like my spirit animal is a raven i can see through anything so I could see past it and it looked like uh, what people like when you watch videos of what people call like brown noise, like the, you know, but a little bit lighter, but within it was every single thing wrong with the world. All at this, I mean, anything you can think of from the, the tiniest little resentment to the worst thing you could possibly think of. That's what they do. So they are the ones that control the demons and the negativity and the war and the rage and all of these things that humans are trapped in. And I felt that all at one time and I'm an empath. And so like, but I knew what I had to do at the moment and I had to stand up to it. And it was part of my personal journey. So I literally had to get in its face. Sorry, I'm holding crystals. But yeah. And then afterwards, and it and it left, I was like, oh, my God. you know, like freaking out and like my phone's flying out of my hands and I'm trying to like call my, 
you know, when bestie psychic that is literally on the same level as me, <laughs> I'm like telling her what happened. And uh, yeah, that, that was the great, like, it took me literally all day and the next day to like mentally come down from that. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what just happened? I, I don't even know. What was that? Yeah. Wow. Well, so, that's, that, that's intense. So would you say you are a star seed or indigo child, whichever term you prefer? Well, indigo children, I, I am an indigo child. I was born in the seventies. So that's when indigo children, you know, you gotta love our sixties, you know, the first age of Aquarius, second age of Aquarius is coming up in 2025, by the way, be prepared. I've heard, I've heard. <laughs> um, but I am an indigo child, but I can't remember the second part of what you said. Star I, am a star, I am a star seed and yeah. I, I am a part of the Anunnaki. I was at an Atlantean. I understand like the wheels of time, the universe and how they work. And I, 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 it goes on and on. And so I literally had the ability to like face this thing down because of who I am. And when you go through your past lives and your Akashic records, even if they're past lives on this earth or another world, it impacts your life here. It still impacts your personality. You still remember those things. You just have to find them. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's actually funny because I was supposed to have a, one of my first, one of my, I don't know, maybe my first 10, 15 guests, one of them was supposed to give me a past life reading at one point. But then they had a family emergency and that was like a year and a year ago now. And I, it just never happened. And I keep saying, I've said in the show probably 50 times, I need to reach back out and get that done. Cause I am so curious at this point, cause my family does not talk about that type of stuff at all. We were brought up, we were brought up religious. And even though we're not all religious anymore, it's still not something like that just comes up in common conversation. <laughs> like it's just. That, yeah. That's the sucky part with family. When you're like, it's that's the sucky part about religion is they don't fully they just can't comprehend that they really are expecting everybody to be like them but then you get you know someone like me someone like you like whatever like my neighbors are islamic i consider myself pagan because i just i'm a nature girl so that's the only reason i say that but we go outside and have barbecues together like you know you got to start to like communicate with people and oh, get yeah, I mean, like stop hate, with the hate and like just you know no i i don't find the hate is commonplace anymore i as much as it was when i was a kid even i find that now it's just more now i see it more as possibly a not a motive but a method used by the secret societies in the government to control people oh, I see, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> More, Can more we get that. into the real actual history of that? With the, I'm an actual history nerd and have a history degree. Yeah, they're the ones that infected the Black Panther Party with heroin because they actually got things going for Black people and were taking care of them, taking care of their neighborhoods and all of these things. That's what they did to them. And then part of the Iran-Contra affair that imported crack cocaine into all of the ghettos 
So what they did is take all the jobs away from the black and brown people that were working in the factories. They finally had a chance to get middle class. And then all of a sudden they were like moving into white neighborhoods and everybody's like, oh, damn, we don't, we don't like this. So they got rid of their jobs, sent them somewhere else and infested their neighborhoods with crack. Yeah, there's actually a good show on TV called Snowfall about that right now. But yeah, and I'm not even going to go into what they've done to the natives because I, oh, that, I, that. I have ink in me and I'll just go off on a soapbox for, for that. So, yeah, I, I mean, as as much as I truly wouldn't mind that. Yeah, that's that's like a three hour show in itself. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the tragedy, the tragedy of Native Americans and what, what the horrible white man did to them. It's truly a three hour episode. And I, I bring it up on the show all the time, but it's just I. Well, just think how much time we have lost just from Catholicism. Oh yeah, oh god! Through to take it took centuries and centuries and centuries away from us. Oh, it did. I mean, it's hard. It's it's horrible. I barely can't stand even like watching. I I I'll watch movies about that type of stuff. But I just it it hits me in a place. I'm just like I can't. Like it's like no yeah. this. And, I mean. They pay attention to the things like, especially on earth history, that's a good place to start, to start finding your past lives. The things that you are interested in in earth's history is like normally 95% a past life of yours. So even if you're not a history nerd like me, like the things that you are interested in, you've been there. I was always interested in the uh, Italian mafia in the 30s and 40s and 50s. So man, if, if I was actually there, that'd be pretty dope. Every, like that, and that's the thing too, people need to prepare their psyche for when you come to someone like me, you need to remember we're going back through time. You didn't always live a peachy keen life. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you might learn you were like Jack the River one day and I don't know queen mother whatever <laughs> the next so you just gotta like go with it honestly no, nothing would surprise me it really wouldn't I, I don't think I could be surprised with what came up it'd just be interesting to know I mean I'm, in, I'm into the paranormal was I part of some occult group in the 1800s that was studying this stuff or something like I don't I mean I'm spitballing it now but still I mean that's what it is like it's just I could picture all things that I know interest me. And I'm like, there's so many possibilities from that little bit, though. Yeah. There's so many possibilities. <laughs> well, if you asked me about the the alien thing, like, I went in and just got certified to do Akashic Records because I already was there. Like, even as a little kid, I would say I'm an alien. And, um, like, growing up and even now. I, I like whoever's supposed to be with me as like in a relationship, they would have to be like an alien to like get me and understand me. And like now that I'm like at the place that I am, I understand that those statements are literally true because mm -hmm. that's what I am. And so, I mean, I can't just go out with some Joe Schmo. <laughs> just wants to watch football all the time and expect them to understand me. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not going to work. Of course. I mean, yeah. there are there are plenty of there are plenty of other star seeds and indigo children out there nowadays, though. Yeah. So 
I mean, it's possible you're the person that person you're supposed to be with soul wise, at least is out there. I mean, it, yeah. they're definitely, they're definitely out there somewhere, but who knows, or they could be in between reincarnation cycles. Who knows? That's I know where my twin thing. flame is. He can come through dimensions and we talk often, but, and I know who the person is, but they're just oh. not here yet. So yeah, ah. you, get, you oh. get info as you go along, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But that's, it's important for people to, to actually like wait and contemplate who is actually right for them. And that means finding yourself first. Yes. Otherwise it's just a disaster. Yeah. Been there, done that many times. And I, I finally found the right one, but it just took a long, long time and many years wasted and many money, many, many months of money wasted on other women who didn't deserve it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it's past the past, the past. But I got the douchebag lineup. It's okay. You know, mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody has their hall of shame for people they hated in the past. <laughs> but but when when it comes to past lives, have you ever done it for any have you ever done a past life or an Akashic record for somebody who was actually someone famous in the past? Like someone um, well this is a I'm not going to say anybody's name because I don't talk about my clients. I kind of oh, treat it like HIPAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to tell us their name. Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't really but matter. One of my past lives was Anne Boleyn. And this, one of my clients, as we've got along, and then I like saw a, a sore on the leg and like I already knew all of her past lives and this earth, she's a male and very battly. Um, but then as soon as I saw that, like literally I was like, oh, was it? oh. and then I also saw that she was um, part of King James, you know, whole rewriting of the Bible and going out and hunting females and Killed me, killed me as a witch. So uh, I've literally told her, bitch killed me twice <laughs> in past <laughs> lives. So, you know, but um, like celebrity, I hate to say celebrity because people are just people. And when yeah. you're a medium, like you'll get a whole crowd of people, you know, you can pick up on things wherever you go, but you get certain people for a certain reason. And um, I did get a celebrity and it, it was, I got him because I knew how to help. And I got Chester Bennington and that was heavy. Mm. But I, but I knew how to help. I don't, I don't know why, but I just did. And nice. so he pops in and out of my life just to say hello. Um, so yeah, that was a shocker because I was like, am I looking at them? Like, who I'm looking at? Yeah, like, but they're people. So it's not really because he was a celebrity. It's because I, I was the one that was supposed to help him, just like any of the other people that I've helped move on. Like, there was a, a gal here that, um, it was in the news, so I can talk about it because it's most public. But she was transgender, and um, 
I was going to work. I was working at, outside of the house at the time. This was a few years back. And this weird song from the 80s, like, I mean, I'm an 80s child, but the song is like from a cheesy rock band. So I'm like, crap, what's this doing on my like playlist of what, you know, it, it was like that Don't Close Your Eyes song. I can't even remember what stupid 80s song band sings it, but it's about suicide. And I was like, and it was really impacting me. And I was driving past this place where there's like a gas station and this old drive-in that is not there anymore, but like the cement wall of, that held the screen is there. And it's just kind of this little nook uh, on the side of the highway. And then my work was just down the street. And then later on in the day, you go to work, I go to lunch, come back and I can't get through. And there's, am there's fire trucks and ambulances everywhere. And I've worked in medical in the medical field in EMS and paramedic and things like that. And the way that they were positioned, I'm like, this is a bad scene. Like when they're positioned like that, so that nobody can see anything, like yeah. there's body parts everywhere. So what she had done was step in front of a dump truck that was coming at 60, 65 miles an hour to kill herself and I got her. <laughs> so you get the people that you're supposed to help and it, it's weird and I don't know how it works, but that's, that's the way it works. I mean, it makes sense that fate would connect people that way. It just makes, it makes sense to me, but that's, wow. That's, if you want to go horrifically, that's one way to do it, I guess. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I, mean. I um, when I helped her move on, I literally had to kill the male half of her because it was killing her. So I, I had to do that to set her free. So it was crazy. Yeah. Now, see, if all the people that are against transgenders could hear like stories like that, they would maybe think twice before they say something stupid again. I would hope so. <laughs> because I, I that, too. yeah, sorry, I'm an empath. I cry a lot. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. That, uh, yeah, she had a hard life. Yeah. Um, I would assume if she's willing to go out that way. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that is. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mute you, did I? I pushed no, 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 okay. no. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. So you get, you know, you just go with what comes at you and, you know, you get those negative things and you got to deal with those too. And anybody that, you know, has any kind of attachments or dealing with any kind of negative stuff in their house or whatever, the only way to deal with anything like that is literally with true love. And if you do not love yourself and have self-love, you're in trouble because you're a prime target for those kinds of things because they know you can't get out because yeah. they know you don't know yourself. Yeah, I mean, it makes it definitely makes sense, and it lines up with everything I've, we've all seen with people who do these type of tragic ends and meet these tragic ends. I mean, there's something negative in their life, whether it's just emotions or whether it's something otherworldly that's attached to you that's bringing you down. You never can know until it's too late, usually, unless you actually yeah. seek the help you need. But yeah, you gotta like know what and see if you don't know yourself, then you don't see changes going on within yourself. 
like if there's something negative around me, I'm like immediately I'm like oh, mm -hmm, no and bye, you know. But yeah. even people, people, I'm like wiper if like mm, you know, yeah. But if See, you don't that, know yourself, you're you just you're blind. See, I think that's part of me being sent, like my empath side because I. I always knew myself well enough to know, like, if I got a bad feeling from somebody, I would never hang out with them again, even as a teenager. Yeah. Like, I was like, I could, I could sense she's like, this person's going to bring me nothing but trouble if I stick around. So, yeah, I'm getting out of this situation as fast as possible. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, exactly. and then there are plenty of times where I didn't and I lied to myself. But of course, the inevitable happened and bad things occurred because of it. So, exactly. But, and I you mean, gotta, you gotta like own up to those things in your life. Like, I married the wrong person. I'll never get married again because the hey, if I'm gonna pay to break up with someone. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, and it's a religious thing, and anyway, yeah. But yeah, I I did it too, and it you well, know, I mean, definitely luckily, sucked the life out of me. Luckily, I never married any of those people. <laughs> I only got married once, and I'm still married. So that one's that one's the one. Well, you got out. lucky. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the past ones I was smart enough not to marry or ever get close to that point where those are the ones that were, woo yeah, those are the ones I want to keep a 20-foot pole between me and them at all times, at least. So, yeah, it's a, empaths are like a beacon for narcissists and sociopaths and psychopaths because we're just like big mush balls that just want to help everybody. <laughs> so they're like, they could just like senses from 10,000 miles away. So you see, gotta like always be careful. See, in my early 20s, I met my best friend I ever had in my life. And we were, me and him were friends for, actually, I met him in my late teens. So we were friends for a good like six, seven years. Like we lived together at the end of our, at the end of our time together, basically. And I moved, I moved away to a different state and he stayed where living where we were living. And he ended up, dying in a fire he was very sick and cops tried to say it was heroin but i he never would touch that stuff so i doubt it i think he, he wasn't he wasn't alcoholic so i think he just drank himself to death and like i think he, that's basically what he is he got himself sick with it and at that point like he i think he basically was passed out drunk when the house when the oven caught fire and he just didn't wake up when it happened because i got a call i got a call the next day from my my brother because our, our father just passed a few months earlier and we own the property at that point. So my brother called me. He's like, hey, I got Town of Ulster PD calling me. They're like, they think the trailer burned down and they think Brian died. They're like, and I, I, I give him tattoos they had to like identify his body. But Oh, man, dude. But the point of the story is he was very much a sociopath because of his upbringing, he was a sociopath. Like he was brought by a very abusive, hardcore Catholic father. Who, who basically made his wife give birth to eight or nine or 10 kids, how many siblings he had. I never even met them all. But, and then after that, he kicked his wife out of the house and he just raised the kids the way he wanted, making them fight each other when one of them was bad or abusing them himself. Like he just was not a good man. Yeah. I'm not gonna name names, I'm not gonna name names of course, but he was just not a good man. Yeah. So because of that, my friend grew up a sociopath because he felt like he could trust nobody in the world. And I feel like I was drawn to him though, and I didn't get away from him because I feel like I was there to help him and like to help him realize he could have someone he could trust and believe in and someone that would always have his back. 
And that's the kind of friendship we had. I mean, if one of us needed to borrow money from the other, we it always we always borrowed money from the other because we knew eventually if we needed it returned, it would happen as well. Like it was just it was a very mutual friendship and I made him realize that he doesn't have to kind of be alone in the world anymore because I mean he would never seriously date women and actually he was he, he seriously started dating the first woman he ever did when I knew him, like right before he died. When he died, they were still dating. But I mean, and I think I kind of think I helped him get to that point because I showed him that people can be trusted sometimes. I mean, because he was famous for his one night stands or friends with benefits type thing. Like you wouldn't go beyond that ever because he didn't trust people. But so, I mean, I feel like sometimes we're drawn to these people because we're supposed to help them. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, we have to realize that's not going to be a viable solution for them even. And that's just back away before you get hurt yourself. But sometimes well, there's a difference between helping people, but you can't, people have to help themselves. Don't, you can't enable them. You have to help them. That's, there's a difference. Yeah. Like they have to do it themselves. And even like, all, all of my clients, I'm literally like, I'll tell you all of this information that if you don't want to change your life, then it's your choice. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is with everybody. Like you can only help someone so much, but if they're not willing to change or to work on themselves and you better get out of there before they bring you down too. Cause yeah. negative things attached to you. If you're around someone like that too long, but yeah, but I mean, it's just, it is what it is. And so I saw on your site that you also do tarot card readings, which tarot cards, I've had a few tarot card readers in here. Some of them have even written books about it. And I mean, it fascinates me because to be able to use cards, I mean, yeah, they're specifically designed to foretell the future in a way or foretell someone's life. But the fact that they work so well, because I've had enough of them done to know that they always are accurate to what's going on in your life at that point or what might be coming up in your life. Like they're always accurate. It just it mystifies me how it works. Like, it's like, so you're not reading the cards, the cards are reading you. Well, yeah. So like, and, and everybody does tarot cards different. So, um, like I, I have a, a deck. This lady went from like total, awesome you know like people like me and you to crazy christian but during virtue maybe you've heard of her she wrote a lot of books about ascended masters and different things but she made a bunch of different kinds of tarot cards yeah and so i still use it's got fairies on it because i'm very connected to nature but i also have the normal deck because sometimes i just can't use like the nature deck on people, but I literally like some people just shuffle and like pick and do like the layouts. I literally span them all out and there's a lot of them. <laughs> and I have to put my hand like, and just do this over each one with my eyes closed and just wait. And it'll like push, push, push on my hand. And it depends on what my client's going through. Like, Sometimes a lot of them come. It's like, dum, 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 dum. And, you know, but sometimes it's just one and sometimes it's three. So I don't do like the spreads and that whole thing like people do. I literally focus on the person. So I'm already focused on their energy and I'm already connected to it. So 
that's what I'm pulling from the deck. So I just wait for it to push on my hand. So that's how I read them. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I've known people that like, I literally have seen people just like throw the deck on their table, like not even spread them out, just throw them on the table. And then yeah. they, they kind of just sense which ones, which area they're yeah. supposed to go into. Well, but, even before people show up or on zoom or like whatever it is, if you're local, they come to me, like I have a book and it's got, the dates and the client but I do automatic writing before they even come like even before I even meet you I will have pages on you and then like some stuff I have to like oh nope that's not them because once you open up you get other stuff and they're like you know you're like you know some dude named Frank and they're like no you know okay that's not you okay but the rest of the stuff they're like uh, in the yeah and so I get stuff before I even meet the person for the first time. And then as we go along, they just get like deeper and deeper because they're going on this journey. So I ha- okay. I do automatic writing ev- every, before every client. Nice. I mean, it makes sense. It's same as, same as astrology. I've had a couple different astrologers on here and they all, astrology, right? Am I saying the right thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because I always, oh yeah, because I always get astrology and astronomy. I always end up messing up. That's my name, though. Yay! But I've had astrologers astrologers on here, and like they all have different methods of doing astrology. I mean, there's vibrational, there's classic, and then there's a bunch of other ones I don't even know the names of anymore. But there's just a lot of different types of of every practice in the paranormal field. There's a lot of different types of it. Which I had someone, I had someone say in my other paranormal podcast I do every week, they they're like, how can there be so many Reiki masters out there? I'm like they all practice different types of Reiki. It's not all the yeah. same. Like not every it, a, I'm a, a Reiki, Reiki master too. But I don't yeah. yeah. I'm very different than everybody else because I am like you're not just getting Reikied. I'm literally reading you. So I go into people's like subconscious and I'm reading them and I'm taking them through this process to heal. <laughs> so my my Reikis are intense. It's not like Let's just go lay down and listen to some music and <laughs> have um, a little relax. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I, trust me. I I worked out a deal with mine where like I, I, I do ads for her in every one of my shows and she does her service for me basically. And But she she's the same way like that. Like she, if she was just one of the ones who did that type of like lay down and listen to a meditation type stuff, like which I do do that every night, but that's only one part of it. The, yeah. and when she when she actually is doing her work over zoom like it's just like i can feel things draining on my body at that point so yeah. it's what i never truly thought possible or believed in that it was truly possible until i had it happen like until until i had it done to me i did never knew it was possible i always i always supported like, the idea that it could over be zoom or just the energy work the energy work okay yeah, like the the, okay. the energy work, like I never imagined it could be possible to feel it actually, like with someone on the other side of the country doing it. Like I, to me, that just seemed illogical and not scientific at all. But yeah. it so, kind of opened my, it yeah. kind of made me think. Like I mean, because I've always been a scientific person, even though I believe in every cryptid known to man. But I've always been a scientific person. But it's still like sometimes I have to get like kind of energy energy wise slapped and be like, okay, maybe there's more of this life than I can. Put, put in the science's name so yeah like you just have to it's just learned things like you're like you know 
I, I, well, because of my spirit animal, I could see through anything. So I can remote view anything. Like I've had people that needed me to help with their haunted, whatever the crap. And I was on Zoom telling people where to go and what to do and what was happening. And, you know, yeah. So yeah, it was. Which, funny enough, since your since your spirit animal is a raven, yeah, is there is there any connection to Odin there by chance? No, no, like it's no. You, That's definitely female. I've been female in all lives, even well, other universes. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't. Well, then again, who's to really say that Odin wasn't a female? I mean, stories. Well, Especially back then, if, yeah. even if it really was a female, like they would have changed it to be a guy anyway, because that's what society was back in those days. They would have, just like Caligula and, you know, Archangel Gabriel is actually a woman. Yeah, I get your point. I just don't know that much about Odin. Because it's well, like, that- I don't get like too much into like, I like Viking history, but like, like the lore and the. You know, people that get into like Thor and stuff <laughs> like oh. it makes you giggle. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, if you never actually listened or read the story, the true stories of Thor and Loki, you are missing out on some of the greatest storytelling ever written. But or ever, I should say, ever spoken because it wasn't written down for centuries. Yeah, right? that's why I'm like, where are you reading this? Because it was never written down. I mean, it's it's been written down since from the oral traditions, but and a, a lot of these like. I'm not talking about the Marvel versions that destroy no, I know. mythology, but <laughs> no, like <laughs> actual Norwegian Viking, yes. Mm. Huh. I mean, I mean, yeah, and you have to you have to find the versions that will tell you what parts were added in for by Christians to by the Christian monks to try to make Thor seem weaker or something like that. Like, like they try to make all the yeah. gods, all they try to make all the Norse gods seem like not as omnipotent because they want they didn't want them to overpower their god but so i mean it's yeah. I, I i love i'm a huge mythology buff so i love like all that stuff like to me it's sacred dude we can combine <laughs> history and mythology talks on here too oh i i think it was you that actually listened to one of those because i've done multiple episodes with people who are like i've done it with people who are like doctorates in mythology and like we've talked about like mythology and history and how it combines and in the paranormal side oh, yeah. of all like it's inter- it's interesting it really is i share a lot of uh anunnaki history stuff on my instagram page and so it, it kind of shows like the same types of symbols carved into all kinds of monuments all over the world and that was part of what i did in that lifetime was link all of those places like temples in Cambodia, the pyramids, temples in the Aztec world, the the Incans, all of the people through the ley lines. So that's why you see the same symbols all over them. Oh, I mean, I am a huge believer in ancient aliens. And I mean, not the show, but the actual idea of ancient aliens, I'm a huge believer in. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't stand the freaking show. That guy's hair pisses me off. But I, I love the actual truth behind it all and that the fact that there had to, there had to be ancient aliens. How can anyone deny it at this point? There's too many there's too many similarities all over the freaking world that are where things are the same everywhere. Right. Like I the world was connected, or they wouldn't all have the same information. 
and the fact that they find like graves of, of civilizations that are across the world from where that civilization was known mm-hmm. to be. Like, yeah, ex- explain this to me without it. They can't, no one can explain it unless they and say the Hopi Indians, which I'm gonna go on a spiritual quest, you know, someday here soon. I take care of my elderly mother, so and she's literally in dying process. Like, I'm not saying that lightly. I just don't want to talk about it. Um, but like the Hopi Indians, um, you know, they say they came from the star people, but from in the ground. And, you know, the, the theory from scientists is always, well, natives cross the land bridge from, you know, Asia to America, whatever. Yeah, but there, yeah, there are native tribes that, their DNA cannot be linked to any other humans on this planet. Which makes sense because if there are leftovers from when we were either cloned by extraterrestrials and created by extraterrestrials or brought here from an extraterrestrial planet. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, which possibility it is, Lord knows. But I mean, Lord, God's know. I mean, whatever phrase you want to use. But it's just, I, I tend to think we were genetically. I don't know. I think it can go both ways, actually. I think there's, I think, I think actually that natives were from another planet originally. And I think that white people were bred here. We were basically genetically bred here by extraterrestrials as slaves. And then eventually they went home or fought each other and killed each other. And we were left here to defend for ourselves and have to evolve somehow to figure out how to survive. That's the part I forgot to tell you about the terrifying story you asked me about. Those are called draconians, the aliens. Yeah. Those are the ones that made us slaves. And yeah, those are the ones that just want chaos for us all the time. And yeah. I I forget the name of them, but I interviewed Damien Dumar, who he's a publisher. He published Lucy and Mars books which Lucien passed away recently, actually, sadly. Well, passed away in a sense, I should say, because he was a vampiric reptilian. And which I didn't know. I didn't know vampire. I didn't know those two words ever went together, but apparently they do. And apparently they were involved on Earth for a lot longer than than humans were ever here. So, and apparently they were at war with other species. So it makes sense. I mean, it adds up to everything I believe in already, but it's just... To get to get people to actually like say like oh yeah you're right it's just like hold up now what you just say yeah okay I'll take it I'll take it I'm right I know that's why it's like you know you get would you would you someone like read you gotta like my circle of friends is small like you know there's a small percentage of people that actually get you and especially when you're a really strong empath you don't people very well. I don't, I animal much better than I people, though I do have clients that I try to heal people and heal the world and raise the vibration of the world. But I mean, it makes it, it it makes sense because I never people really well my whole life. And uh, my parents always tried to say they put me in therapy because I was immature, but I was just like, I'm not immature. People just don't get the stuff I'm into. Like, that's not my fault. (laughs) Like, 
Like I can't help that everybody my age is into stupid stuff that I want no part of. Like (laughs) I've never thought like other people ever, even when I was a little kid, I've never thought like other people. And I I love my half hillbilly relatives, but you know, (laughs) some of them, you know, they weren't like outward, outward racist, but I knew it was there. Oh yeah. And and just like whatever those influences are that come in at you as a kid, I just never picked up on any of those. I was literally like and to this day just saw people for who they are and are you a good person or a bad person and that's all I need to know. And I was like that even as a kid. So I never exactly. took in any of that out for whatever reason. I never took in any of that crazy outside noise. Exactly, which I never, I never did either. I just learned to be. I learned to love being a loner before I learned to love being around other people. Like that's just the way it yeah. was. Like, but yeah. All right. Well, in the last ten-ish minutes we have of this, I, since since you keep saying you're a nature person, and I gotta ask, I want to hear your theory on if you believe and what you think Bigfoots are. Well, I think they're the missing link, <laughs> but they can definitely walk through portals and come right. back and forth. Yeah. So, would you say you agree with the ultra-terrestrial theory more than the extraterrestrial the- extraterrestrial theory for them? Yeah. All right. I mean, you're definitely not the first person on this show to say that. And I see. I I, I have a hard time deciding between two always because I mean. Or, well, once again, I always kind of combine both in my head. I'm like, what if there are extraterrestrials that are stuck here and can't leave the planet, but yet they can go through, yet they can create portals to put them in other parts of the planet or something where, what if they can teleport, basically? What if they basically have the ability to teleport, like, mentally, just open these portals to, like, another part of the woods they live in so that if they hear humans coming, they could just disappear really fast? They do. Oh, they do. I mean, and that's, that would explain it, though, and I... But I have a hard time with it. Just so, since I live in Utah, that's all I'm going to say because, you know, oh, yeah, stalkers I allowed. Say, I was, was, was going to say, don't go for If you are uh, familiar with Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, very, very. And they're not on the ranch. Because oh, yeah. Trust but me. I've been there, out there. And, yeah, same thing. You'll see things come through portals. You'll see animals come through portals, even like coyotes and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that definitely makes sense because I, I mean, I, I've watched the first two seasons of Secret Skinwalker Ranch, and some of the stuff they get on camera is like kind of like, what? Why is the government allowing them to finally show this stuff? And that's because the, the government's end game is to pretend like the aliens are coming to get us and they're trying to make it look like oh now we need to like make you know go to war with the aliens and it's like um no they've been there like longer than us and we're still here so anyone that believes that is you know sorry i'm just gonna say it as a fucking idiot <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i kind of agree because i mean if they wanted us gone we'd be gone <laughs> I mean, they tested this theory out with War of the Worlds and back almost, what, 80 years ago? So, I mean, now they're just, they tested it and now they know it works, that people are going to freak the hell out when it happens. So, 
now they're they've just been holding their pocket waiting for the right time. So I know it's just another way for you know the military industrial complex to make a lot of money and kill a lot of people. <laughs> so yep. we're hoping to prevent that. Well. And actually, since you said you've been to Skinwalker Ranch and you're in Utah, have you heard of Dogman? Dogman? Dogman. It's actually a very... It goes back to Native American, too. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well... There's dog... different names for it, like the Wendigo... Oh, um... oh, no, no, no. Actually, no. The Wendigo and the Skinwalker are different from Dogman. Okay. They're they're Sorry. all different. They're, no, no, no. It's not. Of course, it's, it's all fine. It's fine. They're, they're all different entities. Is the best way to put it. Like they're all different okay. individual. Like this is Wendigo. cool. I'm gonna learn something new now. I want to know. Yeah. Skinwalkers. I mean, I'm sure you know that you're from Utah and you're native, so I know. I'm sure you know that mythology like backhand. But yeah. Wendigo. I'm sure the same thing. Wendigo and Skinwalker are more closely related than Dogmen to any of these things. But I mean, Wendigo is basically the cold north cousin of the Skinwalker. In a way, I mean, it's a little different. It's created differently, and it's a lot scarier. I think. I mean, actually, I don't know. They're both kind of scary. But uh, dogmen are basically what most people, most people in the paranormal field, believe that the idea of werewolves came from. Except they're not like werewolves. The full moon has nothing to do with them, as far so as we like know. The, so, like the Beast of Bray Road. Exactly, the Beast of Bray Road is a prime example of it. The Beast of the Lamb Between okay. the Lakes. Okay. Like it's. I like it's basically yeah, lichen is a yeah, lichen's a good term for it. I mean, kind of if you don't go by the pop culture version of lichen, but I mean, it, no, it's, not like the movie version, like like the myth, well, mythology, like yeah, actual, yeah. I, I mean, I love I love Underworld Rise of the Lichens, but that's kind <laughs> yeah, of but no, not not that, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, dogmen are basically werewolves that full moon doesn't affect them. Silver bullets may just piss them off, and they don't. They can't change the human form. They are permanently just dogs that can act like men and stand up and yeah. walk or run at you. Or they can run all fours too if they really want to catch you. Because they will. Yeah. yeah. They there have been many, many murders associated with dogmen and believed to be dogmen attacks, but it's and dogmen have been known by native cultures as long as native cultures have said things about Bigfoot as well. Like it's just yeah. always it's always been there, which it kind of, in the, in my mind at least, it's kind of the same as like Bigfoot. Like, are they ultra or extraterrestrial, or have they always just been here? Have they always been a species on Earth that were just here since the beginning of time and we didn't know it, or we knew it, but our ancestors knew it? Like back in yeah. the cave days, they knew it. They people are going to start to be well. Other people are going <laughs> to start to like really lose their shit when they realize that all of these things that are written in pictographs and carved on the walls and all of these things that were actually real. Oh. <laughs> you know, all of these legends from Greece were actually real, you know, the, but the stories have been butchered over time, but they were actually real. Oh, I mean, there's, there's a society, the NADP, that actually tracks like dogman stories from people and right. dogman sightings. And the map they have on their site is just horrifying if it's that spread out through America, like where all the where all these encounters are. I mean, it's literally this. It's literally in every state, except oh, nice. except Hawaii, of course, because 
nothing from Hawaii because it's a freaking island. But <laughs> they actually have a lot of. If you go up in the mountains, yeah, you're warned a lot by the natives of of spirits there. Oh uh, yeah, the night marchers are a real thing out there. So yeah, yeah but I've. I yeah, I watched. I used to watch this show that was on Discovery back in like 2010. About it was only one season, but it was about like people trying to survive in that Hawaiian wilderness and like live off the land. And yeah, there's every they, they always had to be inside by dark because of the night marchers. Yeah, kind of so, like in Ireland, you don't build your house in the path of the fairies. <laughs> your life's gonna be absolute shit. Yeah. yeah, you don't mess with fairies. That's something I've been no. told many times, and that's something I no. truly uphold. Because fairies are yeah. fairies, fates, um, elementals, whatever you want to call them. They're definitely real yeah. to some degree. That's, I carry uh, sprites with me. Like I, I'll see them come in and, and out of me, and, and like people will start to get like feel poked by them. It's kind of funny because <laughs> I ha- I have that in me too. So it's those kind of fairies, like the elementals, it's kind of like skinwalkers. You're going to get back from it what you're giving off. So if you're going in there with fear or disrespect or, you know, those kind of vibes, you're going to get a bad interaction with it. Yeah, if you if you go in with respect of you're allowed to be here and this is your space and I'm just coming with love, you get a different experience. But it makes you sense. Def- yeah, you definitely can't mess with the land. I mean, it's kind of like you don't build your freaking house where Native Americans are buried. I mean, come on, it's the same thing. Oh, we've all seen Poltergeist, but. Uh, and I've, I've known some people in real life who actually lived in houses built on top of burial grounds and they didn't realize it until things started happening and they looked into it. But yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. But oh my God. And I can't that would believe it. It's a disaster. Oh my God. And I, I honestly can't believe it's been an hour already. This has been an amazing conversation. And we may have to do a part two at some point. We may have to because there's still so many things that have been touched on. And, and this is your first. Technically, real podcast, uh, uh, podcast, I should say, not real. It's yeah. technically your first podcast, so I am honored to bust to bust that cherry wide open for you because po- podcasting is joy and fun and a way to a way to relax after a long day. So yeah, especially you're talking about stuff like this. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's, well, most of what we talked about, some stuff we talked about was serious and was not a joking matter. But yeah, that's that, I like I like to have a little bit of both in every, every episode so that my people don't think I'm all jokes or people don't think I'm all serious. You got to have a good middle ground you know but well if people go to my website which i sent you there's a place out there that says like sessions oh, i, I, I have to like have like messaging back and forth to book my things just because of my life and how it works so right now i don't have it set up where people can just set up their own appointment but sessions are only 40 dollars, and it doesn't matter how deep or how far we go because i want people to be able to afford things that they need to heal and move forward. I mean, when we're paying $18 for freaking eggs, like I'm not going to do that to people. So that's why I'm happy I, I have chickens, yeah. but <laughs> that's why I'm happy that my, my, we have chickens, but um, <laughs> yeah. So 
tell people tell the people where they can find you. So all, all your, all your everything, everything is just psychic empath raven willow. Whether it's Instagram, whether it's my website, TikTok, it's all the same. My Facebook, I haven't changed it. It's still like my personal name, I think, but whatever. I don't think that's linked right now. But <laughs> And the YouTube, you can get my YouTube and watch it from my website and get to my Instagram from my website. TikTok, I have not linked to my website because I just got kind of forced into it by my friends and I hate it. And Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my, my TikTok has been touched in a while. I need to start getting active on it again as a podcaster. It's kind of important. But I, I do my thing and then I just like turn the volume down and like turn it off. It's on my iPad so that I don't have to like look at it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, I want to thank Raven for coming on because it's been an amazing show and we'll, we'll definitely be doing a part two at some point, folks. So look forward to that in the future. Don't know when yet, but it'll happen in the future at some point. But you all know where you can find me. If you're new and you don't know, just listen to the outro. It's all there. I don't like to say it every time because it gets annoying. But uh, it's in the outro. You'll hear it. And remember, whatever you're listening or watching, like and subscribe. It does a, follow me. It does a big benefit and it makes me know people want to see it actually. Not that I'll stop regardless, but it just helps. <laughs> and until next time, thank you all for listening and watching. It has been an absolute pleasure to bring you this great episode along with all your great episodes I've brought in the past and all the ones that are coming up still. But thank you, Raven, for coming on. And until next time, folks, remember, the world's not normal. Never will be. Get used to it. Bye, have man. A, have a good night, everybody. You can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant, or you can find me as Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed UQ Podcast Collective group, Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the Instagram as at JuggaloBastard, or should I say X now? And you can find me on TikTok as at Bastard Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal, and you can also find me streaming on YouTube as Blind Knowledge Network, because all knowledge is blind until they admit Bigfoot exists.